Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Monday. Today, we're going to talk with Coach Harvey Hyde. You can follow him on Twitter, at Coach Harvey Hyde, about the USC football team. Fall camp is just days away, so lots of questions about the team. We do want to hear from you. Podcast at uscfootball.com is our email address if you have a question for us, or you can go to our website, peristylepodcast.com, leave a voicemail on the left side of the page, or you can also leave us a voicemail with our voicemail number at 641-715-3900. And don't forget, you need our mailbox, 816-646. That's 816-646. Leave a voicemail right there. Try to keep it under a minute. And we would love to play it on the air for you. And now we actually have a new URL for iTunes. So if you want to listen to people listen to the show a lot of different ways. But if you go to iTunes.com slash Peristyle Podcast, that's our dedicated domain name now. You can subscribe to the show. You can leave us... uh Leave us some feedback on the show. Give us a rating. Hopefully, give us a five-star rating. That would be great. But it's iTunes.com slash Peristyle Podcast. It's a great way to listen to the show on any of your devices. You can subscribe through iTunes. That's great stuff. And uh, without further ado, let's bring in the coach, Harvey Hyde. What's up, coach? Ryan, how you doing, my man? Pretty good, man. Mm, just, excuse me. You okay? Excuse me. I had a little bit of a sinus going here, but uh, everything is cool. Uh, another great weekend as we march forward to... Uh, August the 8th and the start of another college football season. Everybody starts a little bit different time, depending on what days they want to utilize for what. The practice schedule is now out as far as for USC's practice times and days, which are good. And you'll probably post them somewhere if you haven't already, so all of the listeners can find out what practices are open to the public and all of the above. So I'm going to see you on um, – August the 9th. I can't, I gotta go to a wedding on the 8th, so I'll be out there on the 9th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I'm actually gonna be missing the first day of practice too for a wedding. So, <laughs> that's pretty funny. So yeah, we'll both be, uh, missing the very first day. Not a, usually a whole lot happens, uh, on the first day of, of practice. But you know, what, what are you gonna do? That's, uh, sometimes life calls coach and uh, you know football we're really ready for it. it's funny you wait all this time for fall camp and then can't go <laughs> well weddings are important we hope they only happen uh, once in a lifetime sometimes there's more than one but when people renew their vows and that's what i'm going to uh they've been married 30 years oh wow i think that's quite an accomplishment and i'm going to be there to celebrate with them yeah, same thing with me. Well, it's not a, a renewal. It's a, it's a new wedding, but it's here. Man, I was hoping that it was going to be a, uh, early practice coach because I have an evening wedding and it's here in, in Manhattan Beach, but it won't be. So we will miss, uh, that first wedding. But, um, we're going to actually talk about the schedule coach because we had a question about that. But, uh, before we jump into it, I just wanted to thank our sponsor, Southern California Tickets. Uh, you can go to their website, sctickets.com. If you need tickets for anything in LA or across the country, sports, uh, you want to go to the theater, any kind of events like that, uh, sctickets.com can help you out or you can call them at 1-800-888-7287. And we'll actually have a, a more detailed message at the end of the show too, talking about Southern California tickets. Just wanted to give them a shout out and thanks for that. And, uh, coach, so the, the 
one of the questions we got this week was about that schedule. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. I have it in front of me. Um, uh, let me see. Let me find the one. It's, uh, okay. So it's from Ray and Cy Clemente. He says, do you have a practice schedule, uh, for USC to let us know which practices we can attend and the times? Uh, so that's the first part of his question. And then I'll, I'll get to the second part in a second, but I'll go over the list coach. Um, we'll put it up. We'll have a, uh, on uscfootball.com, we'll have our fall camp central page with the full list. Uh, but the, the times, uh, are August 8th is the first practice. That's open 6.30 PM, August 9th, 6.30 PM, uh, August 10th, 2.30 PM, August 11th, 7 PM, August 12th, 7 PM. So lots of night practices, coach. Uh, then it switches up a little bit. August 14th at 8.45 in the morning. August 15th at 2.30. August 16th at 2.30. August 17th, 6.45. August 19th, 9 a.m. August 20th, 2.30 p.m. August 21st, 2.30 p.m. And August 22nd, 2.30 p.m. So those are the practices that are open to the public, and those are the times that they're listed. So um, the media, you know, most of the other practices are open uh, for the media, but these are the ones that are open for uh, for fans. So coach, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Uh, I don't have any problems with that. The only thing I noticed too, on the uh, practice schedule that when they have their scrimmages, uh, I think one is on the 29th, there was Saturday before the opening game. Uh, the media is not, uh, it's not open to the media. Now that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. There's some, there's a, a few more practices that are closed, uh, to the media. And I think the Coliseum ones are among those. Um, so there's, there's not a chance for, uh, fans especially to go over to the Coliseum and watch a practice. I, you know, it's probably some kind of, for fans, probably some logistical stuff that you have to, um, you know, clean up and everything. Uh, but yeah, it's, it would be nice if there was a open scrimmage or practice in the Coliseum for fans to kind of go check out. Yep. I always, uh, enjoy those, but you're at a higher view. You can see the whole field. Over in the practice facility, you really stand uh, the entire practice, and you can't see the whole field or watch the individual drills. Uh, not all of them, anyway. Uh, but at the Coliseum, you can see the whole field and watch all the individual drill drills. But I can understand that they're probably will be putting in a game plan and will be working on a little bit of polish and things that uh, they really don't want uh, people to look at. So, you know, I can understand that 100%. I have no problem with it. All right, and the second part of Ray's question, Ray from San Clemente, is what do you consider the biggest area on the defense that needs improvement based on 2014 performance, and what have the coaches done to improve the situation? Well, you know, you heard me talk about it the entire year last year. I think they have to be more aggressive on defense. I think they have to have more fun on defense. You know, they used to uh, uh, more or less uh, play at a basic uh a non-attack mood. Uh, I like the defense to mix it up a little bit more. I think their defense should uh, change alignments a little bit more, get after it, blitz a little bit more, stun a little bit more, uh, keep people guessing on the offensive side of the football of their opponent. I think it's easy to prepare when a team basically does the same type thing all the time. It's a lot easier. Now, I'm not saying all the time, but I think it's harder to prepare when you get the uh, different looks, different stunts, and all, all that has to happen is one guy not recognizing on the offensive side of the football, and you've got a sack, and you've got a big uh, momentum shift as far as uh, during the football game. So 
So I think you have to uh, be a little bit more aggressive. You've got to cover cover up if you have weaknesses. You think you have weaknesses. You've got to implement for that. You've got to help those guys, and you've got to, uh, uh, you know, more or less keep people guessing on what your thought just might be on this third and long or second and short or just whatever it might be. So I think that's one thing they have to do. they got to have more fun on defense. Uh, they really do. they got to get after people. They've got the secondary to play a lot of man. Uh, I, I, I think you've got to have some fun. You've got to get after people. You've got to make some big plays, and you've got to change the momentum of the game. I think that's a great point, Coach, having more fun. And uh, you can kind of encapsulate everything that was sort of wrong about this defense last year with that is like let the guys have fun it looked like people were trying to get to a spot or it just seemed like they were a step slow and and they weren't out there being aggressive they weren't having fun and you kind of we watched the blitzing it was kind of the same thing if it was a blitz which was rare it was kind of the same sort of thing you didn't have a lot of you know mixing it up and uh steve sarkeesian mentioned this coach i know we've talked about this on the podcast before that you know ray's question was what are the coaches done uh, he talked about the need to do that at the at after the uh, Holiday Bowl, and then he's mentioned it quite a bit uh, since then. And we've talked to him at Pac-12 Media Day, same sort of thing, talking about he wants to be more aggressive on defense. So he's making this uh, a point of emphasis. And we've only seen the summer workouts, coach. So we don't know, you know, coaching wise, what they're going to do. We'll we'll get a better feel for when we you know go to practice uh, starting August eighth or August 9th. Um But it seems like. That thing that you know we've been talking about a lot, Coach, it seems like the coaches have, have got that memo, and they're at least talking to the point that they want to make that improvement. They want to get more aggressive and, and have a little bit more fun. Well, I think you have to do that. There's more parity now in college football, especially the Pac-12, and you can't just sit back, hit, and read, and think you're just better than everybody else, but you're not. You've got great players, but you've got to take advantage of your great players, both on the offensive side, the defensive side, and especially – the special teams area, not only just the offensive side of the special teams area, but the defensive side of the special teams area. And I know this wasn't part of the question, but I know that's one area, too, they have to improve on. The uh, As far as the um, defense goes, Coach, we had another uh, question from Matthew, so maybe we can kind of get your thoughts on that. He said, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts as to how much improvement we can expect from the defense this year. The numbers last year were certainly not the standards, and obviously the big losses of Williams, uh, you know, Leonard Williams, Hayes Pillard, and others to the NFL hurt. But even so, there is so much talent here now, and with a full year of coaching experience now behind the coaching staff, I'm hoping for big improvements. But given what happened last year, my expectations are not as high as they should be. If you're all, if you all are optimistic that Wilcox, he's talking about Justin Wilcox, the defensive coordinator, uh, can turn this defense around to the level we can expect, please share. I know all about the new kids. I just lack confidence regarding the coaching. Thanks in advance and fight on from Matthew. Matthew, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, let's uh, let's get this done now, early in the season before it even starts. You know, the loss of Leonard Williams. All right, I've heard that enough. Uh, every team loses great players, okay? That can't be an excuse any longer. I mean, that's done. Gone, over. Pollard, gone, lost, over. Want to wish them the best of luck in their NFL careers. So let's don't go back to sanctions. Let's don't go back to numbers. Let's don't go back to lost players of a great 
player, and he is a great player. First round, great player. He's going to be great in the NFL. But let's don't keep talking about it because that's going to hurt your team overall because it's this poor me attitude. Oh, we're not going to have a great defensive lineman. I think you've got great players at USC. It's time for the next players to step up. It's time for the defense to regroup. It's time to, you know, get back and hit the beaches. It's time to be part of a unit, team, not me, team, and get out there and play. And I think that uh, uh, if I was a coach, I wouldn't talk about it again. If I was Steve Sarkeesian, I wouldn't talk about, well, we lost Leonard Williams. Okay, I mean, who doesn't know that? <laughs> no, we all know that. It's time to talk about and build confidence in your new defensive scheme. Your defensive players hear you on all your press conferences and all the media that they have now. So why not build a positive attitude with your players saying, you know, we've got a new group. We've got a new year. We're going to go out and, and, and play our butts off, and uh, we're going to be good. Uh, not in a cocky style, but we're going to attempt to be good. And you talk to them differently, of course, when you talk to them away from the media on exactly what your thoughts might be and maybe be a little bit more firmer than the way I'm saying it today. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, those things happen. You lose great players. Uh, Aguilar's gone. This guy's gone. You know, you lost uh, several years ago Matt Leinart. Are we still going to talk about that? <laughs> no. It's time to move on. So let's talk up. Let's don't talk about sanctions. Let's don't talk about the loss of Leonard Williams. Let's talk about who's going to replace these guys and be better. And I'm not saying you got a player that's going to be better, but challenge them to be better as a unit rather than just one individual player. And getting into the coaching staff, that's for them to do. And that's where I'll answer the Justin Wilcox question. All right. Uh, thanks for that one, Matthew. Um, Eric on, we actually had a Twitter question. It's, uh, Eric, he's at fight on in Georgia. Um, he wanted to know about the aggressive defense. We already talked about that, but he also says, is this year important for Sark to finally win over the faithful? Finally went over the faithful. I think he's talking about there's, there's a lot of fans that are kind of still skeptical about the hiring of Steve Sarkeesian. And, you know, obviously it's been a, a year and a half or whatever it's been. Um, there's some fans that are bought on and, you know, bought in and they, they love them. And there's other fans that are just kind of wait and see. Do you think this year is kind of important to try to win some of those people that are still skeptics over? I guess he's saying. Well, yeah, I would say that every year is important, but man, he had a tough weekend. I mean, uh, the media sort of beat him up pretty good and whatever they got to wherever they got this poll as far as ranking the best coaches as far as in the, the Pac-12 and this and that and some of the articles and the papers. Uh, tough weekend. Oregon sort of beat him up pretty good, too. The people, the Oregon boosters, when he mentioned at Media Day a couple things about the University of Oregon or referred to those type of teams uh, on the, and the uniforms. But, uh, yeah, I think it's very, very important. Uh, I think uh, I'm looking at how he handles the pressure. Uh, you know, being ranked number one in the Pac-12, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, every single day is pressure. You've got to uh, not overreact to that pressure. You don't have to talk about it with your team or talk about it at all as far as preparation in camp. Kids know what's going on. Kids read the same papers and listen to the same news that everybody else does. It's just going out and playing one game at a time and doing your thing. It's not... Uh, 
talking to the media and giving them more type of fuel as far as to uh, ignite. I think it's best to just go out and practice and be a team, uh, talk to the media as day-to-day how what's been going on with the football program. And when asked the type of questions of what do you think about being ranked high, just say it's a compliment to our program and move on. Because you can't, you know, everyone's always looking for a key word or a key statement you make to make it headlines. So I think it's best to just do your thing, tend to your own business, don't worry about what anybody else is saying, talk about your program, don't talk about anybody else's program, and, and time will tell exactly if you're deserving of that ranking. Uh, yeah, did you have any issues with some of the stuff? He said, I mean, like when he was talking about the uniforms, I, I guess that comes up a lot. And he said, you know, we're not going to wear a different uniform, uh, you know, 13 different or whatever, 13 different games. And um, I think the fans kind of like that. It kind of resonated with them. That's that's a USC thing where you're not changing the uniforms. And, it, you know, it's an Oregon thing where you're changing the uniforms. And it, I think, you know, that that's a tradition or a newer tradition or older tradition. It seems to work for both programs. Well, I do have a thing with that in a way. Uh, you know, you got to worry about your own. You shouldn't be talking about other teams uh, as far as their uniforms or anything else. That's that that has nothing to do with your program. And I think you got to tend to thinking about what you wear. And I'd like to see him go completely back to the traditional uniform that won so many national championships for them, which are white socks and black shoes and the whole look. Now, maybe I'm old time. Okay, call me old time. But it's pretty tough for a coach to sit up there and talk about wearing your school colors cardinal and gold, I think he referred to it, and then wear a gray, black, green shirt. (laughs) I mean, uh, wear your school colors. Uh, If he'd have taken off that little USC on there, I wasn't quite sure what school that was. If they they just went headless, okay? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Uh, I I mean, those, I don't, that was probably something that was given to the all the, play, the, you know, the players. Oh, they don't give it to them. You order all <laughs> those type of things, and you don't have to wear it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You might be given it, but you throw them away, okay? <laughs> you wear your school colors. And, and they're talking about alternate uniforms at USC. Haven't you heard them talk about alternate uniforms? I've, we've heard the talk before. I'm not, you know, it might be a one-time thing, but they would never do something, in my opinion, that would be, uh, you know, something they're changing every week. Well, that would be because of what the impact of what the alumni might say, not because they don't want to do it, okay? So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd mind my own business and uh, talk football. <laughs> well, that's fine, Coach. Yeah, no, there was, you know, that's media day. There's some controversial stuff said. Uh, I, I thought he did. I thought he did fine. And, you know, there was the biggest media. Oh, no, I'm not saying what he did was wrong or right. He can say whatever he wants. Yeah. But, uh, you know, talk about your program. I always think that's better. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. We'll go to Tarek. He says, and just, just want to give a little shout out to Tarek. He's really good at sending in concise, uh, questions each week. Uh, very specific. He's like, this is for Dan. This is for Ryan. This is for, for Coach Ori Hyde. So just a little shout out for Tarek. He does a great job with the questions. Um, he said, let's get it out. Let's get it out of the open. Sark is not going to use the fullbacks. However, since we have quite a few tight ends now, could we see one of the tight end uh, line up in a traditional sense and then have another 
play H-back. That's Tarek. Well, uh, we've addressed this before. The tight ends at USC are not tight ends. Uh, they're big receivers that you play at tight end. I don't think there's a typical tight end, uh, as we say. Uh, Fitzpatrick's probably the closest to it, is weighing around 250. But what I consider a tight end in college football is 6'6", 6'7", 265 pounds. It can knock somebody off the ball and run routes that tight ends run as far as corner routes and curl routes and routes that where you just are bigger than the people trying to cover you and you own the line of scrimmage. USC's tight ends are receivers first. And I, I, I'm just uh, this is my opinion. Uh, they're all tall, thin, slight, can run fast, which is great. But they're not run-blocking type of receivers. And when you put them in as a tight end and you ask them to pass block, at times they get overpowered. They're not used to that, and it's not their fault. They just can't play it. They're not physical enough to do that. So uh, uh, their tight ends uh, are more uh, Bryce Dixon and those, and I don't mention him because he's not around, but look at the ones that have come in. They're 220, 230. Uh, now Connor Spears is about, what, 6'5", 240. Would you say that's about his size? I'm just guessing. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think he's, it's, it's pretty close. Maybe he might be, like Dan's saying he's closer to 250 uh, or even you know more than that. So, But, yeah, he's a, big, he's a pretty big boy. Big, big kid, but he's primary receiver. I haven't seen him really in there blocking that much. I hope I do this fall, especially in camp. But uh, he's more or less in the slot or outside, and he, he has great hands. So we'll see what happens. So that's my opinion on the tight end situation. My 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 tight end is one that comes out of the huddle and he says, wow, look at this dude. And this dude is a specimen and an athlete and a stud. And uh, sort of uh, scares you. He's the first guy that comes off the bus when you play on the road. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about USC-UCLA a little bit, Coach. We had a question from Jamal. And now I didn't hear this, uh, but I saw some tweets about it where there was a, I think it was a UCLA player that said, uh, he knew what plays were coming. I don't know if you're familiar with that quote, coach, um, when no. they played USC. So it was one of the, basically the background. I, I didn't, uh, research into this and see who said it and all that stuff, but apparently one of the UCLA players, defensive players said they kind of knew what was coming, uh, when USC was, uh, on offense. And so Jamal writes in, he says, I am angry. One of the UCLA players said they knew every play before USC knew they were going to run it. This is an embarrassment. I have been saying that there were so many coaches and assistants we could have hired that were better than Sark. This really speaks of the state of our program right now under Hayden. Your thoughts? Um, probably a little over-reactionary there, Coach. I, I really seriously doubt that a player, any player, even the offensive players don't know what's, what's coming before they, they run it. So I, I, I really doubt someone on the other side of the ball would know that. But kind of get your thoughts, Coach. Well, it's possible. Not every play, but I'd say half the plays or more you can do that. You can figure it out from what you call hash mark tendencies, formation tendencies, and personnel tendencies. On where you are on the field, what's the down and distance, and uh, what your personnel is on the field. Yes, you can do that. You can break it down and put them in uh, computers today, and you know exactly uh, 50% of the time to do this, 40% of the time to do that, 60% of the time to do this, 
and you teach your players, uh, your linebackers and, and secondary, uh, that uh, those things, those stats, and sometimes uh, some really glare out at 75%. So there are tendencies. That's why teams do scout themselves. They want to find out the same thing they're doing, too, and they should be scouting themselves, which I know USC does. Every school in the country scouts themselves the next day to say, what was our tendencies this game? What's been our tendencies the entire season to this time? Because the other teams are going to know the same thing. The other way is they figure out, too, what the card deal might be. Uh, you know, I don't know. understand that, and I, I still never will. Uh, but I've never asked a coach uh, how that card thing works when you hold up cards and so on and signal in plays. You know, sometimes you break the code. Coaches have been known to break codes. And I don't think that's uh, an illegal thing to do. If you're willing to show the whole world what you're holding up in the air, why shouldn't I, why shouldn't you be able to scout it? So uh, unless that's, that's it, uh, sometimes you can say we knew what was coming because of down-distance situation, player personnel on the field, uh, hash marks, the, all of the above. All right, Coach. Yeah, Jamal's a little fired up there, but I wouldn't worry about Jamal um, too much. I mean, I, like Coach said, I mean, you can get pick up tendencies and things like that, uh, but that could be a little gamesmanship there too. Just you know, winning three in a row and want to want to rile up your your opponent, rile up your uh, the opposition. So I don't, I don't know if you've had any games gamesmanship like that before, Coach, in your playing time or your coaching time. Oh, I have, I have. But we've played some teams that have tremendous game tendencies. And uh, we were willing to gamble on that and then play what we had as far as the percentage and who went in the game. We wouldn't call the defense till we see who was in the game and uh, what down distance it was. So we'd be able to figure out a, a percentage of what play they were going to run. Sometimes it was 100% between you and I. <laughs> and uh, you say, how in the heck can this happen? But uh, it does. Maybe not as much today, but when I coached it did. And uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can figure it out, but I can figure it out when USC's in an eye or when we made him back. Or I mean, I've got two choices. It's going to be a bootleg or a power-off tackle, okay? I mean, uh, is that hard to figure out? Uh, or, you know, you could go through other sets and you can figure it out. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to get into all of that, but... Uh, yeah, you, you know, I'll sit there in the game, so they're going to run this play, and they do. Yeah, no, we get, can get pretty good at it after <laughs> after a while. Uh, one last one for you, uh, Frank in Sacramento. I don't uh, necessarily agree with this, but I wanted to get your thoughts. He said, "I don't think that the Pac-12 network having a limited audience is that big of a deal for now. All of the Pac-12 big games and most of the rest are on ESPN or Fox anyway." That's Frank in Sacramento. Well, you know, you can say it's not a big thing, but you're on the cable up there. You don't have direct TV. If you had direct TV, and I don't know if you do or not up there, or you're a subscriber to direct TV, it's an inconvenience. It's an inconvenience, and people get uh, uh, have an opportunity to watch someone else rather than SC. And I think that takes away from your popularity. It takes away from your conference and the whole package. Uh, myself, I don't like it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I've been complaining about that for a long time. I think it hurts the entire conference, and not only just football, all the sports that, like, the Big Ten Network has and so on, uh, and the Southeastern Conference. My gosh, the exposure is unbelievable, plus uh, 
each school got $10 million more than the, the teams uh, in the Pac-12 last year because of that. So I think that's an important thing for Larry Scott to negotiate and get done. Now, they talk about it not getting done by this season, but I think they should. I think they got to give a taste to everybody, even if it's free. Then people become addicted to it, and then they want to sign up for it. It's just like anything else. Give a person a taste of it that uh, has direct TV, and all of a sudden they want it. So I think it's something, especially the first two games on the Pac-12 network, and that's an inconvenience as far as people who want to watch a game. So uh, I think I think it's a big deal. And I do too. And uh, you know, for USC's first two games are on Pac-12 Network. Uh, there's some optimism now, Coach, from uh, Larry Scott because the AT&T Directv deal. Uh, maybe if that goes through, some of the other um, outlets like FiOS will carry it as well. Uh, we will see. Um, there's some optimism, but you know, I think we're still a ways away from something like that uh, happening. But I think it's very important. You want to have wider distribution. I mean, it's terrible that I can watch the SEC network all day long and I can't watch the Pac-12 network and I'm living in, you know, Los Angeles, California. So I, I think that's a, it's really an important step and you need to, to be that conference of champions, to be that power conference. I think you have to have much wider, uh, distribution availability, uh, for the Pac-12 network. And, you know, we'll, we'll see going forward. Hopefully there, there will be some, some improvements there, Coach. But, you know, with USC having the first two games on Pac-12 Network, we're going to hear a lot of complaints if if this doesn't go through, this DirecTV, DirecTV thing over the next month or so. And I don't blame them. One of our friends that call from all over the country, in Georgia and all these other different states that are SC people, well, they can't watch the first two games. Not even covered down there. Yeah. So I, I would be pretty, you know what, Pete Ode. Me too. And... uh I would say, hey, let's get it done. Please, let's get it done. Like I said, even give it to them free, DirecTV. Get you, get the taste going, and then people will sign up for it. Yeah. Or then you can put in so much a month, and people won't balk, but it's already on, and nobody knows the difference. They actually did, uh, the, they did a free preview for Pac-12 Media Day. So if you, you know, you could watch it online, you could stream it online if you didn't get Pac-12 Network. So... That was kind of nice, but yeah, you're right. The the games are much more important, and that's where you want to see uh, see some changes there. So, but coach, hey, great stuff. Really appreciate you coming on and sharing all your insights about USC football. We can count down the days. Next time we do the show, it will be during fall camp. So I'm pretty excited about that. Well, I look forward to it. And Ryan, uh, have to enjoy your wedding. And for all of you out there that uh, listen to us, we appreciate it very much. You have a great week. And we'll be back next week. All right. Uh, Coach, thank you very much for coming on the show. And everyone else, you've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next time. And here's a quick message from Southern California Tickets. Tickets, tickets, tickets. SC Tickets is your concert, sports, and theater ticket source. We have the tickets you need to any event worldwide. Football tickets are now available. Call SC Tickets now at 1-800-888-7287, 1-800-888-7287, that's 1-800-888-7287, or visit us on the web at sctickets.com. SC Tickets, concert, sports, and theater. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. 
Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. 